Thanks for coming back for another week of Coaching Oko Song. Today I wanted to refer to a book that I found very, very helpful in my coaching um, development and one that I hope uh, you can get your hands on. Most of you have heard of a book called The Talent Code written by a guy named Daniel Coyle that talks a little bit about the science of learning and the best practices of centers of excellence in sport and music and art and the factors that contribute to the development of great skill. His follow-up book um, between The Talent Code and The Culture Code was a book called A Little Book of Talent in which he takes about... um, 50 of these 52 tips from his book, um, The Talent Code, and creates little numbered tips for the user to implement to improve their own uh, learning. And I've picked about four of them that I just thought I'd highlight. And again, I encourage you to pick up the book and, and read the explanation of them. But tip number three is steal without apology. Very, very few of us are smart enough or experienced enough to think up new and unique thoughts. Look around you, look at all the great coaches, look at folks that practice the art of coaching outside of your own sport and steal ideas and methods and concepts and tricks of the trade without apology. Find information everywhere you can that can help yourself get better. Tip number four, and this is a follow-up to one that we had a couple of weeks ago, is buy a notebook. He lists a number of world-great experts in their field who have relied upon pen and paper to codify and document results for today, ideas for tomorrow, and goals for next week. Tip number 12 is I think especially appropriate for the conversation we have. And he lists five ways to pick a high quality teacher or coach. And this is obviously for the user, but I think we can look at them as ways that we can improve our own coaching. Number one, he says to avoid the courteous waiter. Don't pick a coach who makes the road easy for you. Vern Gambetta sometimes says our job is is coaching is not to clear the road for the athlete, but to prepare the athlete for the road. Don't pick a don't be the come the coach that tries to to do everything you can to ensure success and to keep your athletes comfortable. And that fe- feeds into his second tip, which is pick someone who scares you a little. And I'm going to really add emphasis to the word little. We don't want to be terrifying coaches, but we do want to set standards and we want the athletes to know that we expect them to be focused and disciplined and to hit a standard of competency that we've clearly articulated and outlined. It says, for a coach, you should seek someone who gives short and clear directions. And he uses the example of John Wooden that I used a few Um, a few podcasts ago, someone that's short, sweet, direct, and to the point, not someone that lectures. Number four is you should seek someone who loves teaching the fundamentals. A, A coach that loves the fundamentals, loves the game, and understands that the basics of all tactics is a mastery of the fundamentals and the techniques and somebody that's going to be detail focuses a coach to focus on the fundamentals is really going to ensure that the players grow and develop and finally all other things being equal pick experience Um, we've got a lot of keyboard coaches who do a level one course and then think that they are the superstar but really our, our 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 
profession, as you know, is one that is honed through practice and experience. So can't underestimate that. The final tip that I'll have is one his number tip number 19, which says don't do drills. Instead, play small addictive games. That goes to much of what we've been talking about, about not drill and kill or drill and practice, but trying to design training sessions that are engaging, that that provide an element of gamification which challenges athletes to get better while, while focusing on the skill development. And he says that if it can be counted, it can be turned into a game. So I would challenge you to think of ways that you can gamify your training sessions away from drills and into games. I hope those have been valuable insights and concepts for you. Um, and once again, look forward to talking to you next week.